if you don't get hypnotized today, I'm going to be disappointed because the guy we have on the show is a world-class hypnotist. So don't look at me like that. I, you, I know you're resisting already. Whoa, 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 he's, whoa, whoa. Why are you coming at me like that, man? Because he's, he's the real deal. I want to see, I want to see what, what would happen to you if you're hypnotized today. Hopefully I'll play better. Maybe I'll play better. Maybe. Can, I'm wondering if it can help my eczema and stop me scratching, actually. Hypnoxema is a whole Hypno, thing. Hypno, it's, it's a big into, deal. It's, it's getting into it. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, margarine that I'm shooting directly into my. What's this margarine kick you're on? I don't know, man. It's just. Are I you off up. butter, really? You want to yeah, talk about you it? know that's another podcast. That's for the for later. So you are listening to Keys to Life. This is, I think, episode number fifteen. We've uh, we kind of stuck to our guns with this. So whether you like it or not, you are listening to the Keys to Life podcast. <laughs> Uh, we're looking forward to a, a good show today. Today on the show, we have a, a special guest. His name is Wayne Lee. If you are from Canada, you have certainly seen Wayne probably at uh, an event, corporate event somewhere online. We're going to get to him in a few minutes here. Uh, he's fantastic. And today I really want to dive into uh, hypnotism is more about just what happens on the stage. There's a whole corporate side to this of corporate training, peak performance. That um, I spent some time with Wayne a number of years ago. Wayne was helping me, you know, do some talks and work on coaching me and stuff. Never helped me turn into a podcast host instead, but here I am. But one thing Wayne said, I said, can you really, you know, this really works and, you know, tell me about hypnotism. He said, well, you're hypnotized right now. <laughs> he said, we're all hypnotized right now. You're basically, you're hypnotized into a state of, of what you think currently in your life. You're operating out of, out of your mindset, basically. Right. And so I want to discover more of that uh, when we get to talk to Wayne in a little bit. But uh, what's your highlight? Like you've been, your September was... Very good. busy. Um, school starting, uh, extremely busy there. Um, released a couple of albums. Uh, this trio that I'm in, Hutchinson Andrew, just actually, we were right. talking about Tommy Banks earlier. We yeah. did a tribute to Tommy a couple of years ago at this suite that was uh, recorded live, and we just released that on vinyl. What is going on, really? And CD. Nice. And then... Um, yeah, it's a weekend of releases. Ruben D. Toledo, I played on his album. Right, yeah. He released his because Cody has his own studio or something. In no, he's got his own record label. Own record label, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. That looks good on a resume. Own record label. Yeah, yeah, can make craft dinner and own record label, which he does. Yeah, you know, musicians, we have to. If yeah. you haven't had craft dinner, you're not a musician. Um, my September was crazy. I was in and out of town lots, a lot of speaking gigs. I've got a new talk about resilience, balance, and hope that I, uh, and I use 80s music as a metaphor for the talk. And it's great. It's so engaging people. So it's a workshop or it's a, a one hour talk. So I've been having fun playing with that. That's been, been good emceeing some events, um, some shows. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. October slows down a little bit, but um, I had a great story. I want to I use this story to lead in because you know that I work in a hospital and I work with, uh, you know, other seniors and people with strokes around the province as well. And I met a guy uh, last week who is a piano player, older guy. He's 60 or 70 years old. And he is uh, right side affected. So, sorry, he's left side affected. He has no function in his left hand at all. But he plays piano. So he played his right hand for a little bit. And then I said, do you mind just putting your left hand on the keyboard? He goes, that doesn't do anything. And I've seen this a hundred times with patients. And it's such a cool thing that happens. So he puts his hand on the keys. And his baby finger drops and pushes a note. I said, "Are you been lying to me, man? You've been lying? Like, is your hands working fine? So he laughs a little bit. And so we, we, got the, we got his hand to start working back and forth. And I said, the goal is to make your left hand jealous of your right hand. So let your right hand do some stuff and let your left hand begin to copy what it does. 
So he did this. He could play a couple notes back and forth, just like a little fourth, right? G to, C, G to D kind of thing, or G to C rather. It was really cool. So today, or yesterday rather, at the hospital, he comes to have a session. He says, Matt, watch this. And he starts to play one, two, three, four fingers up, scaled up and down. It was the coolest thing. I said, wow. buddy, that's one week. Imagine like in a in a month where this is going to go. I said, you might not go to Carnegie Hall or the Windspear, but you're going to be able to play. And just he's the satisfaction. He's going to take your gigs. He's going to take my gigs and he should. But what I like about that is he had a mindset that I don't see every time I work with, doesn't matter where I'm working with someone who has is trying to overcome an adversity. Uh, mindsets are different. And his mindset is one of change. And there's this book by Carol Duick out right now. My wife's read it and it's, it's great. I've read some quotes because I just read quotes, you know, and then I try and look smart. But there's a fixed mindset and a change mindset. And, and this guy has a change mindset. He is willing to do whatever it takes to relearn and to rewire his brain. And that's the neuroplasticity. But the brain's the part of our body that can do that, right? Yeah. Our face can't do that. Nothing else can do that. We lose our hair. But our brain's like, no, I'm going to take a different route. Neuroplasticity is just brilliant. And I saw it in action. So I'm excited because Wayne Lee is here today. And I know that Wayne uh, is going to probably talk to us a little bit about the brain a lot, a lot about the brain. And uh, we're going to have some fun. So let's welcome to the program uh, one of Canada's, I think Canada's leading foremost hypnotist, uh, Wayne Lee, all the way from Edmonton, Canada. Oh, it is a pleasure to be here. How's awesome that for an intro. It is great. I have to live up to that now. So you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. If you don't, you just hypnotize us to think that you did. Yeah. Right. Like, it's true. Like I tell people, and this is something I tell uh, a lot of people is that even when the show or the presentation doesn't go that well, I hypnotize people to, to believe it was awesome. It was right. amazing. So the same That's thing, awesome. podcast, doesn't matter what yeah, it is. Yeah. We're on the stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I apologize for that introduction? Let me do this again. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Wayne Lee. There, there we, we go. go. That's it. That's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, okay. There we go. Enough. Okay, everyone. Just calm down. Calm yeah. down. Just Wayne. Yeah. All right. Chill yeah, out. Just Wayne. I meant to do that, but there was a hypnotic command to catch that. You did that to me, to didn't you? Yes, you did yes, that to yes. me. I triggered it. Yeah, <laughs> such a pleasure to be here, guys. Well, I'm really glad. I've seen you a lot uh, on so many different uh, opportunities. I get to MC events. I kind of get the boring part. I love my job, but you get to have so much fun with the audience at mm. the end of the night. Now, I've got a clip here that I want to play off Instagram. Is it okay? Can I legally play something off, off Instagram? Oh, I here? think you can. And if not, uh, do it anyhow. Well, this is someone you said, uh, this guy's from Buffalo, New York. Let's have a listen to see yeah. this. Yeah. Reese. Hey, Reese, uh, where's home for you? Uh, Buffalo, New York. Oh, cool. Um, Somebody told me that you, that you were a pretty good dancer. Yeah, I'm better at fishing, but... You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't dance up here, would you? Nah. You bet you would. <laughs> And there he goes. So if you watch on your Instagram, he's up busting a move. He's he's twerking. Wow. He's twerking right at And now I want to see him fish. Oh, I bet you he's a great fisher. And he could dance now while he's fishing, right? Yeah. yeah. Compound. That's that. his new lure. Yeah. Right? He doesn't use actual he just woos the fish into the net yeah oh, doesn't even yeah. use a rod this magnetic attraction yeah. with his movement woo fish yeah yeah woo fishing he woos the fish oh where so the fish he's <laughs> like the buffalo jesus yeah oh i think we're branding somebody he's gonna be out there he's gonna this is gonna go viral now just because people are gonna go let's find that clip yeah yeah that's so funny oh chris i love your one-liners it's awesome <laughs> 
Off track. That's good. Uh, but that was at a show. You had um, what the audience isn't seeing is you have 10. By that time, you've got 10 people up on the stage in chairs and you selected him. And by, by you know, when I look at him on the screen, he looks like a guy who's really kind of not willing to do much. He just wants yeah. to kind of sit there and chill. And then all of a sudden he's up doing yeah. these crazy moves and he's yeah. he's for real. He's on. He's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He um, is definitely released or he has released any inhibition, even though he's just like, you know, reserved. And uh, what you didn't see in the clip there is me giving him a suggestion that when you okay. hear the next piece of music, you're going to be bringing sexy back or you're going to be the best dancer in the world. And so that is the whole element of hypnosis is people accepting a suggestion into their mind yeah. uncritically without judgment right and so him thinking as if he is that dancer at a subconscious level is going to be what rules the show and oh, obviously yeah. that's what and, and the trigger was the music music is powerful so um when he hears that music it is one of the most powerful triggers or activators to get somebody into a state of action well and i've, I've seen that too chris you've probably seen this when wayne gets people to be symphony artists, uh, the, you're the greatest orchestra in the world, hit the music and they just choose their instrument and start going to town and they're so into it, yeah. right? Yeah, even if they've never played an instrument yeah. before, which is fascinating. The one concept that I would say that if people get something from this to take away, it would be this. It's to, you know, to, to, to heighten your state of confidence, to, you know, learn a skill or be better at your career or even ask somebody on a date, it's this, to act as if. Act as if, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So acting as if is a, is, mm -hmm. a, is a great principle of, if you think most people, they, they may be telling themselves with the self-talk, the negative chatter, which we can relate to as inner dialogue. I can't do this. I'm not confident enough. There's not enough time. All of that, that babble is really what keeps people from being who right. they truly are, which I can get to, to uh, in a sec. What I'm yeah. really passionate yeah. about, like people's natural state is, which I'll save that. I'll tell you what it is in a, in a moment, what I believe it to be. Um, but when people are open to acting as if, even if they don't know how to play a musical instrument, they've seen and they can act as if. And that in and of itself will lead people to develop the skill, to create the passion for whatever it is that they want instead of waiting. Right, right, <laughs> you, know, right. you know, that's the one thing that, that keeps people from being more of who they are is thinking. Yeah. Well, and not that I'm always on Instagram, but there's another quote that supports this today. Uh, it's from a, a motivational, um, motivational page on there. And they say, your mind will believe what you continuously tell it. Yes. hundred percent. Is that true? Yeah. They're, they're, so this patient then is continuously telling himself, I got this and I'm going to work on this until my hand starts functioning. Is that what's happening to him? Is he? Yeah. Whether it's a conscious or subconscious. And what I mean by that is that you know, I'm going to throw out a number here, whether okay. this is 80% or 90%, but in the statistics and the, the scientific research is that 80 to 90%, maybe even more of our behavior is ruled by our subconscious, our habitual, right. like we're creatures of habit. Right. And so most things are formed out of pattern, out of habit. The challenge with that is a lot of those are developed when, our, when we're brought up, when we're, we're youngsters mm -hmm. and our parents or teachers and um, no fault of theirs, yet there's certain things that you pick up and become habitual about that aren't serving you. The good news is that you can change those habits. Here's the, the one of the functions of the mind, though. The, the mind is wanting to support you in being right. 
So if you have, oh, a, if you okay. have a, a belief, and I'll just throw out an example, is that there's not enough time in the day to do everything I want. Okay. Well, or, or to get things done. There's 24 hours. We all know that. It's just, you know, people get massive stuff done. For Why sure. are some people not and some people are? Well, it's what they're telling themselves because they're continually finding reasons that there's not enough time. So they're going to see that and they're going to leave that reality. Oh, How's that going to yeah. play out on their stress and overwhelm? Right. What's going to heighten the stress and overwhelm? Even if they're accomplishing a lot, they're still seeing themselves as not getting a lot done. So you see high achievers, like yeah. overachievers, right. living miserable lives. Yeah. It's what their, what their internal representations are, are all about in terms of what they're saying to themselves. I'm going to get back to that thing of what I think yeah, yeah. our natural state is. And it serves me is that people, people are telling themselves a lot of times that they, they need to be fixed. They're broken and mm-hmm. they're, and I get people have gone through a lot of Chris stuff. Chris tells me that a lot. A lot. Yes. Yeah. That you're broken. <laughs> yeah, or that I'm broken. That I'm broken. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll fix both of you. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> today's the day, Mr. Margarine. Yeah. So my, my extension of, of uh, that saying is that people aren't, broken nor do they need to be fixed what need to be what needs to be fixed is their focus their focus is what they're putting their attention on in any second moment to moment and also what does that mean to them like what are they focusing on and what does that mean to them so the meaning that we create so i believe at 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 a base level that people are already whole complete and perfect if people think that they're not perfect or they want to get perfect and they're not whole and complete, they're, they're, it's an illusion. They're trying to get to a place that really doesn't exist other than right now. So you're not adding, you're actually removing obstacles basically from people. Then. Yeah. And getting people into a natural state yeah. to live with more joy, freedom, and love. Oh my goodness, this is sounding like a real motivational talk now, isn't it? I yeah. like it. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to sell us a CD pack, his eight CD pack. And he's got tons of them because he don't sell CDs anymore. He brought a box. That's eight what that tracks. was. He sell us eight tracks. I had somebody you eight tracks? just, oh my goodness. Yeah. I had somebody just recently and I was just having a conversation with a friend where <laughs> I had an email saying, you know, I was on your stage 20 years ago. Um, we bought the, the VHS. Do you still have it? On? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, the VHS. We used to go to Costco and get the uh, VHS players and put them all together and stack them and, and videotape. And then, and then every couple of months I'd have to go back to Costco and, and cause they would all wear out, but right. Costco had this policy that you could return it. Right. And so we <laughs> never have to pay for the, the VHS. That's crazy though. Cause it tells you how much technology has oh, changed over the years, oh, yeah. but it also tells you how long we've been doing this. Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. spins anymore. It's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, psychology today has a, a definition of hip, hypnosis. Hypnosis is a mental state of highly focused concentration, diminished peripheral awareness and heightens uh, suggestibility. There are numerous techniques that experts employ for inducing such a state, capitalizing on the power of suggestion. Hypnosis is often used to help people relax, to diminish the sensation of pain or to facilitate some desired behavioral change. Do you agree with that? statement I do I do yeah I I also think that when people see there's many ways to describe hypnosis just like there's many ways to describe a lot of different phenomenon in the world and it really is how people interpret it too right I'll give you an example is that if you play a clip from my show or my presentation you see people when I say the word sleep they just like instantaneously go out like a light now the clarification is this at no time are they sleeping Although I use the word sleep, it is connotating a deep state of relaxation, which is probably the closest thing, the word sleep, to get them into that because I'm conditioning them into relaxing completely in the moment, mentally and physically, dropping all, you know, Mm -hmm. resistance. And so people go, well, that's sleep then. 
No, they hear me at all times. So again, the 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 presentation, the show, when you see people that are very responsive, it can look like yeah. people are going into this sleep. But that's a that's a misconception. Is people are at such a relaxed state that they can focus their mind so well without you know with the distraction they can deal with just those distractions and really focus in on my suggestions. Well, I think if we remove the obstacles, we all want to be able to get into such a relaxed state. We know it's good for us. We know it's it's healthy. It's a place, and it's very hard to do that for I think ninety nine percent of our of our world these days. But those people on the stage, if they're in that state and the fire alarm goes off, like they know, like they'll yeah, like, yeah. you have to wake them up because it's in context. Uh, no, I think that you know they 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 can. There's a critical element of like an almost like a watchdog and our alarm awareness that they have within. Right. So if I walked off stage, you know, they would get up uh, eventually if there was an alarm and they, they, they would clue into it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they would, okay, uh, they're safe. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the thing you you're safe at all times and you're in control. You, you do make that very clear. So come back to natural state. Let's kind of keep going from there. Where you're, <laughs> yeah. So, um, when you say the natural state of being whole, like, for, are you referring to the whole, complete, and perfect part of yeah, our natural that, state? That's, so that's sort of where you, you where you want. Yeah, you yeah. Approach I, I think people I from. think that's a great belief to have is that, that you're already whole, complete, and perfect. And if you're trying to compensate and you're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, being an overachiever to get to a place, once you get to that place, it doesn't mean you're going to feel that way. You got to accept yourself and have a belief that I'm already whole, complete, and perfect, and I can choose the life that I want to create. Will there be challenges, struggles? Of course, that's all it. And I guess another baseline is that, you know, people are listening to this, asking the question, you know, like, what's my purpose? What's my, you know, why why am I here? The fact that you exist Mm -hmm. tells me something that it's miraculous. And I'm just looking at your picture there, the miracles. We're all miracles. We have this capacity to share our gifts, whatever that is. But so many people are, you know, I think comparing themselves to other people and they feel less than. And if people realize that they've got something amazing with them, within them, whatever it is, and if they follow their heart, they can do amazing things and serve, uh, you know, a serve, lot of people. Brothers. I think we're going to yeah. come there to the, when we talk about musicians, because I, I want to sort of funnel this down to music and in life. Like, how can we take, what can you give us today? I want to get there and get there in, in, um, in a little bit, being, but being able to understand that wow, that we've got that purpose, that we've got, we're here for a reason. I spoke to a group of, um, of educators in uh, Hannah, Alberta, where Nickelback's from, by the way. Yeah. If you're looking for a tune to listen to while you're listening to the podcast. And there was about 300 in the room and they're all excited about the school year, but you can see there's also some anxiety because school's changed a lot. So I started with a timeline that I'd taken from the internet illegally and it's 4,000 years of history, right? All the way up and all the different things that happened, Roman Empire and the whole thing. And then I put this little sliver at the very end, a little dot and it just said, you are here. And I said, folks, you are here right now. All the stuff that's going on in kids' lives, the anxiety that kids are feeling right now, all of this stuff, you're here for some reason. This is no accident. I didn't want to get too spiritual with them because you don't know where people are coming from, but I wanted them to know this is not some accident that you're here. There is a, a reason. There's there's something that's sort of what you're alluding to is, is yeah. that we're beautifully made that way yeah. for a time such as this. Yeah, you exist. Yeah. I think that's just such a powerful exist like uh, phrase is that you exist. Yeah, I see. And yeah, it's hard to, to debate that, right? Like you exist now, go out and create. That brings me to what just clicked in my head here is that what I've noticed is that there's people on both ends of the spectrum. What are what are those poles or that or that spectrum? Is that one? They're either really entrenched in victim mentality, or what I call the victim vibration. They're emitting this victimhood, mm-hmm. um, and 
good and bad things happen to every one of us. And we have a choice to be swimming in the victim vibration or the victor vibration. We can be oh. taking oh, okay. that. And, and a lot of people will say, what happened to me was the best thing that could have ever happened. Meaning it could have been a real trauma. It could be a real tragedy. And I'm not wishing upon anyone. What I'm saying is that if you look at so many people and so many examples, some of the people that have been, have gone through the hardest adversities made them who they were, made them who they are. And it's a choice how they look at it. They can use it for propelling themselves forward, or they can blame, complain, and be in that right. victim vibration. And wow. there's no judgment here either, because mm-hmm. everybody comes into this life, I believe, on their own journey. And that journey may be to be down that road, yet it's always, I think, with the power of your will and the power of your choice, you get to make new decisions every day. And you get to wake up going, this is a new day, and I can live right now. There's a woman who uh, was in a huge, a horrific traffic accident in 2002, and she's uh, a part part of the spokes. She's part of the spokes, uh, one of the spokeswomen for uh, the stars, because without that, she wouldn't probably have survived. So she was in a coma for months, lost both of her legs, lost most of her hands, and has some uh, brain injury still to this day. Beautiful girl, like just v- vibrates with just color and light. And I asked her one time, I said, you know, what, it, what changed for you in all this? You seem so positive. She goes, oh, I used to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and just her, her I mean, you, you, you're, she's trying out her new legs and all this stuff. And she's so positive. Yeah. And other people, I get a hangnail. I'm like, I'm not going to work. I got a hangnail. It's just a, you're right. So it's a victim, victor. And she has chosen the victor with all the stuff that's happened to her. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't know if that's a thing you can trigger, if that's this fixed mindset, change mindset thing, but yeah. I'm just supporting that story with or your thing with that story. That's exactly what I, what I've seen in Kristen. I'm sure you've seen that in, in your students, some that are just, they persevere for some reason and some yeah, that don't. hundred percent. What is that? You know? Yeah. So. Like I, my wife and I were just in Bali for three weeks and we had this opportunity to go to an orphanage okay. and a place called Bali baby, where all these babies are basically in this orphanage because for whatever reason that's heavy yeah they they um you know could have been the the girl was too young having the kid and that she's disowned and it lots of different reasons yeah. why yet to see those kids in there it can be so sad and it is and then it's there's also another way to look at it. it's like oh my goodness look at the people that are running this that have created this beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. for these kids and you never know how these kids are going to show up in society and it could have been the greatest thing for them to, to go down. So I always look at it as like, everything's happening, happening in a perfect, profound way and unfolding exactly as it should. And the reason I know this because it's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, so me saying that, uh, I don't want to impose beliefs on people. I just think that people need to, they need to find their own beliefs of what serves them or their own philosophy of the world. Amazing. Yeah. As some of you know, I, I see a, a psychotherapist who helps, who's helped me go through some just anxiety, some stuff with depression and music and wanting to quit. Uh, and, she, and she's great. She specializes in values and how your values sort of structure what you believe in and then how you operate. And we had, we've had about six or eight sessions together over, over a year. It's not cheap, but it's really worth it. And one of our last sessions together, and I think you can earn this as a coach because you can't say this as a coach because coaches, a good coach is not supposed to tell you something, right? It brings it out of you and then, and then convince you to put action to that. 
And I was talking about what I perceived as a, I, I called it an, an invisible audience of disapproval. This whole sea of people that won't like my music or won't like me or how right. I'm dressed or whatever. And I think that exists for a lot of us. And so we, we kind of walked through what that felt like and what it felt like not to have that anymore. And at the very end, she says, you know, I'm going to break protocol here. I said, okay. He says, you talked about marketing, how you feel about putting stuff out, music out, and all this kind of stuff and performance, what people will think. Let me just give you one thing. I said, okay. She goes, what if this thing isn't all about you? I'm like, excuse me? She said, yeah, what if this is not about you? What if this is about you understanding that you just might be a conduit of the divine? Whatever the divine is for you. I know for me what that is, but what if your creativity is a conduit of the divine for people around you? And this is the whole thing. Your whole purpose on earth is not about you. It shattered me. Like wow. it just blew me away. And she's hundred percent right. Yeah. And it's changed so much about how I, I approach a gig now. Yeah. I don't think of it. I think we've talked about this a little bit on some podcasts before, but even emceeing a gig, it's not about how good I like, how good can you make everyone else look? How great can that event planner feel? And all of this when, when this is over and yeah. it, it's just a whole different way. Cause now you're serving. Yeah. And that's what I'm hearing now but with your story too, of the, of the mm -hmm. orphanage, they're serving, they've created a place they're serving but now it's serving these kids. So yeah. that, that flipped me uh, quite a bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm much better headspace from just seeing it differently now. That's, cool. that's where all the, I mean, you go into the ancient cultures, that's, that's how they looked at it. Mm -hmm. It was daemons, it was uh, genius. A genius was a higher power that you would ask for creativity. You would ask for information. Yeah. yeah. And in, at some point, I've mentioned this on the podcast, Elizabeth Gilbert, right? Uh, Eat, Pray, Love, yeah. her yeah. TED Talk, where she talks about all that. And she's like, whatever it was, in the 1400s, the, the artist decided to take over. It wasn't, you had a gene, genius, you were the genius. And that's where the depression, that's where the alcohol abuse, all that starts, yeah, started. Okay. But you go... I've got friends that um, that are indigenous, and that when they're creating, they're asking, right? They're asking for the creativity, this gift to to be channeled through them, and it takes all that pressure off of, yeah, like you what you were uh, talking about, where I'm just this vessel for creativity to come out to bring joy or happiness or or satisfaction to not just yourself but yeah. people that hear yeah. it or see it yeah. or experience it i think that's brilliant too because the whole aspect of knowing that you're you're connected you're downloading from a source that is um connected to everything and then being able to serve um mm -hmm. and you know that i have a fascination with words and i call them I magical know. meanings so talk about downloading like i get into a state and I would call it a state of curiosity. And I think it's a powerful state for learning and for creating and for sharing gifts and words. I'll go, Hmm, what does this word mean? And it'll come to me. So the word serve, I'll share it to me. It's uh, sending everyone, everyone really valuable energy. Oh, wow. I love that. And so when you're, when you're yeah. saying, how can I serve you do, you, you look at what's the focus? Well, the question and puts the focus in on, how do you serve them? And then you take the, the onus off yourself. So then you're For just sure. going to naturally open yeah, up the yeah. door and bring out gifts. One other thing I want to play on is that as a hypnotist, what I've learned is that we're giving ourselves hypnotic commands all throughout the day. It's what we say to ourselves. 
The other part of a hypnotic command would be a question that we ask ourselves. And we're asking questions throughout the day. You know, what should I do? Right. Uh, you even said it with uh, the psychotherapist is what if? One of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself is I call it the WIN question, W-I-N. Okay. Again, hence another acronym. Yeah. Is anytime people have... It, it, you have to have awareness about this right? because people want to argue for their limitations, their own beliefs. So if people aren't open to it, they're just going to continually reinforce the patterns and habits daily. Right. So a good pattern interrupt, and that's part of hypnosis, is interrupting the pattern. You'll see me shake a hand or tap the forehead or clock on stage. And yeah. That's just a pattern interrupt or a, um, a particular trigger to get people to do something with an association. Yet one of the great pattern interrupts is a question. And the, and the question is, what if now? What if now? The opposite is true. What okay. if now? It's not about you. What if now it's about them? What if now there is enough time in the day? What if now you're, you were exactly in the place that you need to be? What right. if now you had all the confidence that you need and it's just going to continually expand? So what if now is, you know, I share that because one of the things I know that I went through during COVID in that, that whole time period is that everything shut down. We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Is I had to search deep. Okay. What do I want to serve? What, what is next? You know, mm -hmm. what do I want to? And so part of it was, was percolating all these things that I wanted to share with people, coach and work with people. And one of the feedback pieces of feedback that we got was that these little tips and tools that people started to use incorporate like a good question or you know what do i say to myself those are the tangible things that made the difference really? like little yeah. things that people can practically take away same thing in a presentation is that people you know it was a great message yet how do i do that now so if you can give and i noticed like even on instagram or all these platforms is that people's attention span is like way less like mm -hmm. it's just so they want things that they can use immediately and so you know, I, I think in the time that we have together, like if people come away with a few things, that's well, that's, that's great. What we, that's yeah. what we yeah, definitely yeah. want to do that today. So what are some things? Well, you talked about the things we say and then the questions as well mm -hmm. that we ask. What are some things that we can, what are some examples of things we're saying to ourselves daily that we should maybe reconsider and flip that around that we just generally as people in our world tend to go, oh, I hate this song. Oh, yeah. this traffic is so bad, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and all of that. So give us, a, can you share some yeah, of those I can, tips? Uh, yeah. So first of all, um, uh, I'm backing up to the place of, well, how do you know that your thinking isn't serving you? And the one way that I'll direct people in knowing that or having that awareness is through how they're feeling. So let's say it again. How do you know your thinking isn't serving you? Yeah. If it's a limiting how thought, you know? okay. how do you feel? Right. How do you feel? Okay. So in the divine intelligence that we're made up of, whatever that means to people in terms yeah. of what that is, it's a perfect system is that if you're feeling overwhelmed, stress, struggle, uh, anxiety, to me, what that means is that it's not a random thing. It's misalignment. Okay. And to expand on that is that if somebody really wants to hit a home run in whatever they're doing, whether that be, yeah. you know, great musician on stage and yet they're, feeling like, like this, oh, this nervousness and, you know, that they, they're not going to do a great job. Their thoughts are clashing with that heartfelt desire and it's going to produce attention. It's going to produce what, what I call freezing. You're either in a flow state or a frozen state. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And so yeah, when you're in a flow state, help. and here's mm -hmm. the acronym for flow, is feeling life operate within. 
So, love that. you know, and if people want to take it to the next level, it's feeling love operate within. So when people feel that they have this sense of freedom, that's it. Right. And on the scale that what my wife and I developed, it's called the emotional set point or the flow chart is that on the top end, it's freedom, it's love, it's empowerment. And on the bottom end, it would be despair. It'd be like people are wanting to take their life. And um, we've definitely had people come through the program where by the end of it, just by changing certain uh, things that they say to themselves in question, it's the starting point. It's the starting point to realize that it's not about fixing themselves. It's about letting go of things that are holding you from this this source potential, this God potential, that you're so empowered to do that, that you have this negative belief that's causing so much tension and stress. Yeah. So when people wake up to, oh my goodness, like I am so damn powerful, I'm so amazing, that letting it go is not about fixing yourself, it's about letting these, what I call faulty beliefs or right. borrow beliefs that are no yeah. fault of your own. They're right. ca- they came from your childhood when you, you know, or, or you know, now that you may have picked up other ones. And so getting back to the feeling state, when people say are on a scale of one to 10 and, and they're like at a three, I'll say, okay, in that area of your life, if, say if it's health and they're, they're overweight, they can't get themselves to the gym, they're not eating right. That feeling state is always preceded by a thought. And that thought, it could be like, well, this will never work out anyway. I've tried everything I could. And that's a defeating mm-hmm. negative or limiting belief. So when people start there and they just gain this awareness of where they're at, there's one question that they can ask themselves and I call it the weight question. Oh, you guys are going to be just bombarded with all these acronyms, but it helps, it helps people in these frameworks remember and it helps them take away. So W A I T is the weight where they take, they take a little pause and they ask this question, what am I thinking? And they do it with curiosity. Hmm. Hmm, what am I thinking? And that saves you down the road from someone saying to you, what were you thinking? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it is always what the person is thinking. So it's not right. the situation, the circumstance, no matter how drastic it is, but what is your perception about it? So that four words, that question, what am I thinking with curiosity? Because people can beat themselves up and still be in that spiral, the sure. negative trance trap, as I call it, is that they're like, what am I thinking? And they're beating themselves up and that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, take a moment, which is wait, and what am I thinking? Ah, and make it a game. Because one of the so biggest- takes the judgment out of it. Yeah. yeah okay. and, and, and you actually start to separate yourself from the thought. Interesting. And the interesting thing is this is when people see, what am I thinking? They then realize that they're not that thought and that that thought can be let go and that they're much more than that. They're whole, complete and perfect. So they have a sense of that is the thing that's causing so much stress and tension. What am I thinking? Shows up. Yeah. So then the next question is what I alluded to before I mentioned is the win question. What if now some form of the opposite is actually true? So if somebody is completely beating themselves up and, you know, I had a a friend who is, he's an amazing, like yourself, Matt, like in the, in the uh, events industry, he's in the States, he does this um, um, podcast. He also, he hosts as well. And, and he was just starting this podcast and he said to himself, like, I'm just not confident enough. Mm. And here's a guy that's like, does a couple hundred events a year. He's on stage. He's hosting. And so I said, 
what if now you were as confident as you needed to be to move forward? And it got him to think like, mm -hmm. yeah, I like, I'm just, you know, obviously you got to do something new, different, but I, I've got the confidence to move forward, to put one leg in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. But that thought is what was keeping him from actually just even starting the podcast. And then it was like, of course, yeah. as a musician, as an entertainer, I know one thing that the key to success is just keep moving and stage time. The more that you're out there, that you're messing around and playing and getting yeah. active, you're going to learn. Now, yeah. obviously you need the right direction and the coaching you need to learn. You just have to, that stage time is, is well, uh, Einstein has a, uh, one of his quotes is um, balance requires motion. So mm -hmm. to stay in balance, you have to keep moving. So you gotta, you gotta keep, gotta yeah. keep trucking ahead. Yeah. And you'll learn, you're going to learn what doesn't work. But I think a lot of people stop because they do have one core belief and that is that, um, they're going to make a mistake and they're going to fail. That's right. Right. And so yeah. how does that look? Well, if you do take on a belief or a thought that there's no such thing as failure, only learning yeah. and it's feedback, then you're going to figure it out. And you ask anybody that's highly successful, they failed so many times, failed to get to the point they are, they oh, are right now. Millionaires so have gone broke. Oh. Was it three, three or four times easy? I watched Johnny Carson the other day when he was interviewing, um, so Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey very young, I think it might have been Carson. Anyway, Jim, uh, Johnny was reading his intro. Yeah. And he screwed up this word. And it was an easy word, like now, and he just, he goes, oh, that's interesting. He just kept reading. Yeah. He just sort of made light of it. There was no, there was nothing about his, his personality. I love watching him because he's got that serve. Yeah. He serves everybody that comes on the show. So he was able to do that. But he just kept going. He just it's kept going. It's funny that you yeah. mentioned that because I just, I had a, a fellow that's doing all my videos, just brilliant young guy that, that puts out stuff and we must've banged out about 50 videos in an hour, like just quick ones. Eh? Cause yeah. I just went off script and just, I was like, I can do this cause I've, been on stage so many times and, and there was one just recently that I, I talk about pieces of pieces of advice and I said pieces of advices okay and I kept watching it critically analyzing oh but it's out there I'm like I and, and the whole part of that video was about being light or lightening up on yourself oh, okay. <laughs> and I ironically Perfect. I'm the one that's judging myself and I'm like ah just let it go and so people yeah. are seeing it they're probably going to say well that's in you know it's not proper and it's like whatever right so many people focus in on the mistakes and the failure and so it was a check-in for myself of like yeah for sure we are going to be like that through life be easy on yourself and it brings me back to one of the core beliefs that people have that really mess them up and this is it i shouldn't be thinking that thought mm. i shouldn't be thinking that way right or i shouldn't be feeling that way you know growing up in a in a home where i was the peacemaker always put on a happy face. It shouldn't okay. be angry. Shouldn't be so we adopt these core beliefs that then keep us contained from being ourselves. All emotions are functional. Anger, anger's emotion is, yeah. is functional hatred, all these things. So don't fight it, feel it. Right. And that's why going back to the, the framework of, uh, I call it the wind framework, uh, is, you know, what am I thinking and not beat that up? Because that's the first thing that people will start doing is like, what am I thinking? And then they shouldn't be thinking. And then there's like a spiral. Instead of being curious, like you said, non-judgment, yeah. just what am I thinking? Oh, that's that little, that's that little pesty, pesky little thing there that's, uh, yeah. that's creating the tension. And then, ah, oh, what if now, it doesn't have to be that way. What if now, you know, I can do this. What if now? And, and it, it takes a conversation from keeps somebody them, keeps talking from yeah. conflict and it, it just creates a conversation. 
Yeah. And there's one more part to this too. I can share it with you, but I, I don't want to just be giving you all these. Well, I want to, I want to put Chris in a lab in a second here uh, and do this, but I remember talking to somebody about emotions and they were saying, Oh, it's so stupid. I feel so angry. I said, when you're driving your car and the gas gauge gets to empty, do you, do you criticize the gas gauge and call it a stupid gas gauge? I, said, no, I wouldn't do that. I said, emotions are a gauge. They're just telling you something's yeah, going yeah. on. So just read your gauge instead of saying, Oh, that's a stupid oil, oil gauge. So can I put you in the lab? Oh God. I know. So here's what happened. Well, our first, this has really helped me a lot because on our, one of our first podcasts, you were really open and honest about a gig in Calgary and how are you feeling? We have a lot of students that listen to this. I think there's at least seven or eight students over the course of a couple of years that will listen to the podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but you were open and honest enough to say, here's how you're feeling during a CD release, I think of yours or yeah. something in Calgary. And I love that. And it really helped me sort of, oh, I can talk openly about this stuff. And you really led the way. So I acknowledge you for that because that was a year ago. And that's, I think that's great that that vulnerability was there with you, but kind of take us back to that. And then I want Wayne to kind of look at what your situation was and what you could have done. What were some tools that if Wayne, maybe we should have had Wayne on the first podcast, see what I mean? But what tools could that's he- That's on you. That's on me. <laughs> that's on you. We had coffee. Not on me. Exact, that's true. So take us back to that day. It wasn't a great night for you said in your head, like you were going to quit and something like, what was that like? And then Wayne, just maybe what would you have suggested around that, that Chris could have been talking to himself while he was playing? Oh man. Why would you want to <laughs> What's take on the first podcast? You know, folks, yeah, listen, like, go back to podcast number one and go to 47 seconds. You're just constantly triggering me, man. <laughs> so yeah, CD release uh, for my, <clears throat> my latest recording. And um, the venue piano wasn't wasn't great, or I was I was struggling with it. I don't know what it was. I mean, I think there were a lot of different elements, the sound of the room, but mostly for me, I think it was how I was playing the piano, and that it just wasn't sounding the way that I heard it in my head. So yeah, the first set happens and I'm literally within the first tune by the end of the first tune, I'm like in this headspace where I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm, I've been doing this for the majority of my life and this is what I've got to give. Mm. And this is embarrassing on every level because I have been doing it for so many years and why can't I block all this stuff out and just focus on creating and, you know, I hate this tune. I hate my tune. I should have done it this way. This is all like through the whole set. This is what's going through my head and not even, I walked off the stage. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's been a great, it's been a great run. I'm done. Like literally, mm -hmm. that's what I felt inside. Like, um, I can't, I can't describe it, like where it was coming from. And, um, I should have been thinking a, a completely different mindset after all these years of doing it. Like, you know, I've been performing since I was 15 um, in various different situations. And, you know, at that point, you know, that's going through my head instead of 
just enjoying. I'm very blessed to be. Well, I I said it when I um, when I walked in, like we were talking about what I'm doing. Like I'm very blessed to be doing what I love. But in that moment, this was my music, my statement of what I was doing at that moment, and it in my mind that first set was an absolute soul crushing moment for me mm. the second set was better because i kind of talked talked myself through it but but it's dark isn't it it, it gets, was it gets it, dark. i couldn't i you when know, you think of it right now and i notice you're getting emotional you're kind of like uh but something did shift i mean I'll, I'll interject and just say a few things sure uh so first of all i want to say everything's perfect it happens and unfolds exactly as it should and it should have so I'm not going to say you should go back and change any of that because it's a wake-up call to you for using it for how do you advance yourself to what you said, enjoy it more. Right. So you're hard on yourself. Yeah. Right? Because I know, like you said, even the language, what am I thinking? That word, you know, like, or those words is like, what I know what you're thinking because you said it. Yeah. You said, like, I've been doing this for how long and I shouldn't be doing this. So those thoughts created so much. Now, I'll say this. Do you think everybody has an off night? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, you know that. Yeah. Yet you had that voice that was so like critical about you, of that. And I know because I've had that too, where it's like I just didn't feel on, and I wasn't in the flow, and I and I could blame, I complain. But you're right. It's like us and those thoughts. And as soon as you, what you know, we're talking about like having fun with what you do. Something flows in this beautiful way. And so being light about it and having fun, because you know that you've done this for so many years yeah. and that, so you may be feeling like you're a little off, then the, the thinking compounded that by what yeah. you were telling yourself, right? Because like you say, it just to be in that freedom and that joy. And so it's a, it's a good reminder to just don't be so darn hard on yourself, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Because you know, you're amazing. You're blessed. You're good at it. You're amazing. It's one of your gifts that you're sharing with the world. So it would rob the world if you stopped. Right. <laughs> right. So that was very right. selfish yeah. of you. <laughs> and it was very, a great check-in because you need to go through that to, to even experience the heightened state of joy and, and gratitude that you have for, for what you do and what you're, how you're serving others. Yeah. And yeah. the weird thing about that is when I was younger, I don't, like I was always very hard on myself, but when I would perform, it seemed like there was less of that. That I was able to just be in the moment. Yeah. It's when I was on my own trying to work on stuff, that's when I would just be like, yeah, like beating myself up. But as I got older, and this, this might be like really in, in, within the last five, 10 years, I found the opposite where when I'm performing, I'm having that hard, and I know because I'll talk to my students about this. I'm like, yeah, just it's it's not like someone's got a gun to your head. Yeah. It's you're not in you know Ukraine right now on the battlefields. This is music. Like, have fun with it. Yeah, I know that. But when I'm playing in that moment, um, it's like these these thoughts will come into my head and and they'll hit and they'll hit. And what hard. thoughts? If you could identify one of those thoughts, what would? Well, I mean, in, in that moment. It was, you know, execution of, you know, I'm vibed out by the piano, so I'm I'm thinking about, like, oh, this is, 
this is not sounding the way that I want. The action on the piano is different than what I'm used to. Triggers me to not execute something, which now I'm going, I can't believe I just messed up my own tune, gotcha. which triggers, you know, going down in this, this path yeah. of, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously then it creates more, um, not being able to execute. And then the creative side, it's shut out. It's shut out and I'm not, I'm not in the moment. Yeah. So I'm going to offer like just a great principle that I think, it, well, it's definitely helped me and I've learned it from, um, you know, another hypnotist that told me that find your life perfect and deal with what emerges. Oh, okay. Find your life right. perfect. Interesting and deal with what emerges. Right. So it's, it's like, okay. it's all meant to be and you act as if, because again, it's like this shouldn't happen. So then that spiral of thoughts is what compounds you and the, f- the physiology that is like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not core. But we know that you've done this for so many times or so many years that you can, you can just, so that's that thought process. So like, say for instance, great example, um, was in Jasper park lodge doing an event and my wife was there with me. She's sitting at a table <laughs> and laughing. I can laugh at this. This is good. It's a, when you can laugh at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good thing. Uh, she's sitting at a table with another lady and they're watching and I had all these people on stage. I'm going into the induction. So close your eyes, take a deep breath in, you know, crowds pretty quiet, quiet. And that table that she was sitting at collapsed. Wine comes pouring down. Oh my and gosh! Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just like, and then all these people, their eyes are open. And so then I, <laughs> I could have thought like, damn, this is a big failure now. And I could have went down that road, but I've been down that road. So I've right. learned. Yeah. So I, I said, whatever noise you hear will make you feel more relaxed <laughs> and it lightened it up. But then it got everybody to close their eyes and my wife's just shaking her head. And I made some joke like she's here to sabotage me and oh, ruin yeah. this, but it was making light of it. So the sure. more that, you know, if one people, if people just take away the fact that if they can make light of it and lighten up and have fun with it and do that through how they talk to themselves, then 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 that's it because i think a lot of times people will say it shouldn't be doing it. this shouldn't be happening this shouldn't that's the one thought that trips people up Should, you know yeah. stuff's gonna happen it's just rolling with it yeah right? i know easier said than done yet it does start at the thought level in terms of you know what if now i just said this is okay i had another client that he had he's an incredibly successful person very hard on himself um, affluent, wealthy, he had a challenge with, with his health and walking. And he had a belief that he just couldn't take a break. Hmm. Like he had to always be busy and productive. Well, you think about how that would play out on somebody's life. Right. He's stressed out. He's overwhelmed. He doesn't have the energy to even go for a walk. So he just, you know, what am I thinking? Oh, we dive, you know, Mm -hmm. dived into, it was that one thought. So, you got him to to believe that, you know what, it's okay to take a break. In fact, here's all the reasons why you need to. Right. So once he started to realize that, and it was his own conclusion that he came to, that's really what hypnosis is. He's giving somebody a suggestion and thinking it was their own suggestion or their own conclusion. That's it. Because you know how resistant works. I can tell you, tell you, tell you, or be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yet if a lot of people, it's just more resistance. So for him, he came to that awareness that, it's okay to take a break. 
and completely opened up the door for him to put what one foot in front of the other to live with more it was like permission for him energy yeah, yeah yeah so that was that was it very so, cool yeah because yeah. i know as as accomplished as we are we can have a bad night we can have you know an off night and that happens and, well and it's so energy that, yeah like, 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 that's for the number weird of, thing about it is again like yeah i get it yeah and then no knowing that yeah okay so what went well what didn't go so well and what can i improve on next time three great questions to ask yourself and not spend too much time wallowing in and on yeah. this was a big failure and then move forward and improve I came out of a gig in, in May. I was with a three or four night gig and I had to MC events, play uh, piano stuff, sing some tunes on the, on the evenings. And then my buddy Gordon, and I have a comedy show and we did a comedy, uh, customized comedy show at the end. So we start on that, I think the Thursday night and it's just a wine and cheese thing, come sing some tunes and stuff. I'm sitting there playing and it's outside and then they move us in. So I'm already distracted and we come inside and no one's listening. Like they're just kind of walking around talking, which is what it's I like tell one people, of my gigs, man. But, the, <laughs> but it's a great sign when everyone's talking. It means you've created an environment in the room where people are relaxed. And I, I wasn't picking that up. I was like, they should be coming over and asking me a quest. Yeah. I, so here's what I started playing in my head. You know what? I'm no good at this. And they hired the wrong person because I hired Jerry Schubert the day, the year before to MC. He's this comedian in Calgary who does all these impressions. And all I could think about is they should have hired Jerry again. They should yeah. not have hired me. They should have hired Jerry. So I'm playing this tune and Gord's playing with me. My drummer's playing with me and he's having a great time eating pizza and all kinds of stuff. We're at taking breaks. And I think, and I'm calling my agent tomorrow. I'm telling her I'm done. I'm, this is, this is, uh, no one likes me. And tomorrow I'm going to crash as an MC. It's going to be brutal. And I'm just going to, I'll do the MC thing tomorrow. And then I'm, they're going to have to hire someone else. My mind was so dark. So the next morning I got up and I did the thing and we had fun. We did some games in the morning. People had a great time. And at noon they came and said, this is amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. You brought such energy and lightness to us. This is what we need right now. I'm like, oh, really? And so I'll did you believe that? I did believe it because I do <laughs> I do believe it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, having fun, the joke, some joke failed. Yeah. So what, you laugh at it yeah. and have a good time. And I, I changed my mindset, though. Yeah. This had be, this became about them and them having a good time. And they and they said, say, that guy over there, he's got cancer. The One of the presidents of the company, the vice president, had cancer. He said, so don't mention these certain things just to, you know, you know have. But he was still having a, a lot of fun. Uh, one week after the event, he died. Like, mm. we were, so all that stuff mm. kind of came oh. together as like, Matt, wow. you're making this about you. Yeah. And that guy was one week away. You had him on stage, man. You had him on stage laughing, and one week later he passed away. Yeah. And you're making this about you. So yeah. it really was. It was so dark, and I was going to quit. And it just, but every time you go through it, and your your advice, and Chris, your stories, all these things make us sound. We're humans. Well, and also and that's what too, I want these hopeful students take away that too. Is like you're a human being. You might be 20 years old uh, learning this stuff. You're a human, man. And Stuff's gonna. And all I, got, I like, I, that's such a powerful story. And I go back, and sometimes we need our audience to remind us. Yeah. And I just, you know, imagine the people that were in the crowd, like how much joy and how much entertainment and value that they got from well, it. Well, that actually, that's actually what pulled it, pulled me out. Cause I came off stage yeah. and I was like, I'm yeah, done yeah. and seen, yeah. I'm going to work at Seven Eleven or Lowe's. Yeah. No offense to anyone that works seven hundred mm, lows. No, yeah. not, not at all. Just not your thing, though. Not, not my thing. thing. Yeah. And let's, let's let's make that. Yeah. In fact, you're going to buy a Slurpee day just in case you offend uh, yeah. this. I'm actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and a, a corn dog. I would and a corn. And good. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to eat the corn dog off, off the pl the piece of wood. Yeah. yeah. And your apologies. You're gonna, so it's they, like a peace they, offering. You guys get it. Yeah. Guys get it. 
and I know that the music is for you because you were almost devastated because of the fact that you care so much. Yeah. And there's so much passion. I mean, there, that, yeah. that is, so a couple of things happened. Walk off stage was almost going to be, you know, yeah. Destruction. Yeah. Someone immediately comes up to me and was, man, that tune reminded me of, you know, this, uh, famous jazz pianist that I love. And was like, oh, man, you're crushing it. And like totally went off on, on how it affected them in listening to it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't go, yeah, that's great, but I, I sucked. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's just like, oh, great. I, yeah. Lovely. I can totally see where that that came from, and yeah, I appreciate that. That that's a great honor to be. You know, you're hearing this this piano uh, legend, and you're listening to what I'm doing, and you can you can you can hear some relevance and some. Um, and that lady, and that lady the, has already a lot of my albums too. So she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was. Well, it's it's amazing, you know, it, because. You don't know who's in the audience. You don't mm -hmm. know who, who needs to hear it and see it and how they're going to be affected. And I've had on numerous cases, and one in particular, a lady came up and she um, said, Wayne, my partner passed on mm -hmm. last year. I haven't laughed for a year. I needed this wow. today. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And so any thoughts have I thought about, you know, like get it, get over myself. Like she, yeah, yeah. and, um, cause you never know what people are going through. And the fact that we're on stage blessed mm -hmm. to be doing what we do right. is such an honor now. And I don't say that as lip service, like years ago, it was like, yeah, it's cause it was like, it was me about me and getting out there, but it's, it's so much about how I'm now serving others and, having other people feel well, and it can be the simple things the lady the other day at the hospital said to me she's all kind of shriveled up from arthritis and she's in a lot of pain and she says matt you know your music has brought me through some of the hardest times of my life mm -hmm. i'm thinking i have I, so I, just, I was open with her because i know her getting to know her a little bit i said can you just tell me what that means because i don't know where that happened she yeah. says well when you played k sarah sarah i'm thinking are you kidding me i've gone to school for years and it was k sarah sarah and i was almost indignant until i realized this isn't about you. It was the case. Yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the most unimpressive thing I could do that reached her. And yeah. so maybe there's something there. Maybe it's those simple things we just don't see that reach someone. Yeah. I thought it was going to be some cool thing that I might've yeah. done. I couldn't think of anything cool I'd done. So I was surprised. Yeah. But has that happened to you before where it's like, Oh yeah, it was, Oh, it was that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. the simple things that we are, it's second nature to us yeah. that we're just doing without even thinking of it. And it's like, for somebody it's maybe the, they needed to hear it or, or see it that day. Yeah. And, you know, one of the pieces of, uh, or a takeaway piece of advice that people get from my presentation is a couple words to take out of their vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And one is the word can't. Right. And so I've had pe so many people come up and it's like, it's not a big deal. And yet at the same time, it turned on a light for them. It was like, Oh my goodness, this is what has been causing this. It's Do you have an acronym for can't too? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Kant is choosing a negative trance. Oh, wow. Yeah, it yeah. really is a, an wow. illusion of, um, and, and that leads me into everything in the show at some level has purpose to it. 
after doing it for 25, almost 30 years, I realized that you mess up, you're doing things, you're learning from other people, and then it's about being more intentional. Right. Does that make sense? And so, say for instance, when I do the, the symphony orchestra, uh, if there's a takeaway from that, and it's not just pure entertainment, the takeaway is that here are two powerful beliefs to adopt. One is that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So that's a childlike belief that keeps kids in wonder and keeps adults from wondering if they are saying, you can't do this. Right. And anything so at a deep possible. level, if you believe that anything is possible. Ape, anything is possible. Yeah, anything is possible. You will start to attract that because your mm-hmm. mind will find a way to figure it out. It, yeah. And then the next um, belief is that you are unlimited, that you have this capacity to be, do, have, whatever. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to have everything, yet if they follow their heart and they get in tune with their gifts, then that's the route they should take. So they shouldn't necessarily follow what their parents told them to do. Right. That might be the greatest journey of our life is to be yourself and to share that with the world. Remember the movie oh, yeah. Ford versus Ferrari? I think with Matt Damon was in it. Mm-hmm. I think that was what it was called. And Christian I, Bale, yeah, I think, was yeah. in that. And there's this one line when Matt Damon, who's playing Carol Shelby, uh, who is the Carol Shelby, yeah, who, who invented the Shelby, who created that that car, and he's they're doing a promo. He walks on the stage. He's got this thick accent, right? He's, and he's got his cowboy hat on. Comes and says a few things, and he just, at the end he says, "My name's Carol Shelby, and I make racing cars." And he walks off the stage, and I just envied it when I watched that. I played it again. Let's yeah. listen to it. Just he knew why he was on the earth. Yeah. That was it. And he didn't mind saying it. And he walked off the stage. And I, I envied that. Yeah. And to be able to say that, that's why I'm on the planet to do this thing and have that right. confidence. Not an, It wasn't egotistical. He's just like, that's what I do. He can't fly planes. He makes racing cars. Yeah. And good racing cars. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's uh, I think, such a valuable skill to develop mm-hmm. this awareness of owning your brilliance. And sharing it with people. And that brings me to what I think a lot of people are playing in is, is the swimming pool of people pleasing. B-Y-O-B. Yeah, B-O-Y-B. <laughs> Better own your brilliance. Owning your own brilliance. Yeah. I love that. There we go. I got See, now you I just have to say them again because I want people yeah, to really yeah. get that. Owning your own brilliance. Yeah. That feels awkward though. What, 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 uh, it feels, feels like, like almost like well, people will, yeah, or, People will attach that to ego yeah like you're better than someone you're better but you have a belief that that filtered what what that means to you i guess i do yeah yeah yeah, because that's where the awkward comes from yeah yeah because to say yeah there's some things that we're all really brilliant at to say that out loud feels weird but when the car mechanic or whoever or the scientist they know that's what they do why is it with is it something about performers is there something there that's well i think that you're categorizing everybody right so if we look at you know the awkward that you feel and i get it though in the sense of of that belief is that like we are a lot of times taught not to be too out there or too brilliant (laughs) it's, it's like but if you look it's like okay so if i don't share my brilliance i'm actually robbing people of what I have to give to people in this world. So it's go back, goes back to serving others. Yeah. You know, if you know, I'm playing small, so that actually is doing them a disservice. disservice yeah. Yeah. And no, nobody so, wins. So make it about that. them. Don't always make it about you. I know. You talked to my psychotherapist. <laughs> so you were talking about swimming in the swimming pool, pool of, of pleasing others. Oh yeah. That's heavy. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't care. Or you're not kind. Like I believe kindness is such a virtue. 
Oh, it sure. is life changing. For sure. Yet it's about being able to say no to people. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll try it. I'll see. I'm going to throw it. Well, up, let me ask I'll... you a question. Why would you over um, commit on things? Because I want people to like me. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I want people to see and then pe- all good things. And then what happens when you don't actually follow through? Yeah, then it's They worse. don't like you. I know. <laughs> so you think about the logic of that, right? I feel like I'm letting everybody down. Yeah. If I have to cancel a shift, yeah. I'm letting everybody down. Or let's talk about money for performers. You know, asking for money. What does that mean? Sorry, what is money? What's money? What, what is, is money? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, we've all learned what, what money is money. as we're growing up, right? And so we all have these meanings attached to money. Right. So nothing really has in in and of itself inherent meaning we make meaning out of it right like we hear this person has a million dollars so they must be greedy well i know millionaires that are the most giving people in yeah. the world that do such greatness and i also know people that have a lot of money and they're super miserable yeah. and are super super mean money isn't what makes that person that way you know in terms of like that's the inherent meaning of money yeah. like I look at it as money as a way that it's a way that you can actually create more for others yeah. you can do more good in the world and you can create a better life for yourself so it really depends on what that money is and so when we're negotiating contracts right. or if you have an agent doing it but I know myself oh, like man. I can I could be my worst enemy uh, 7,000 oh okay I'll take um, $100 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and part of that too though is because we love as entertainers whether it's a musician, a hypnotist, people that just love to to yeah. be out there. Like I feel most alive on stage. Like I'll yeah. answer that and just, and that's a great question for yeah. any of the listeners is like, where do you feel most alive? At watching Chris on stage. There we go. So then we go. <laughs> Way yeah, more, yeah. Yeah. Then you, you, you want to do it no matter what. Yeah. So then the money thing is like, yeah. oh, I'll just take whatever. So it's sometimes well, nice to have an agent. To, yeah, <laughs> to go yeah, to, yeah, but just, just get in touch with your worth. Yeah. Get in touch with your values because I'll guarantee you that if you're not, uh, if you're say, and I'm just using this um, hypothetically, if you're at a $5,000 level of, you know, getting booked out, but you're not there in your mind, then you're not set there. And so your language will come down. Oh, I'll take three. I'll take two. I'll take right. one. Right. And so the mindset creates the focus. People that are millionaires had it in their mind first. And they just walked, eventually just walked. They into walked it. their That's talk. That's the Jim Carrey story, right? If yeah. he put a, a check for a for million, million bucks. Dollars. 10 million. 10 million in his yeah. back pocket. Yeah. 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 Those are, I love that. Um, That's where, where it leads me into what you see in your mind. Yeah. Like you've heard the saying is that whatever you put your mind to, you can do. That's, that's true. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And it's also very important to put in your mind what is going to support that. So whatever you're putting in your mind on a daily basis in terms of who you're surrounding yourself with, the, the self-limiting beliefs or the power empowering mm-hmm. beliefs and the, 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 how you see the world is going to support that in alignment, you'll feel good and you'll move into that direction. Um, when people talk about visualization, and I'm really um, adamant about this, is that most people when they visualize, they're not intentionally seeing what they want. And when they do, they're seeing it from a distance and they're not actually, here's the key, is feeling and seeing as though they've already achieved it. Right. And I've talked to... Get get that feeling, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the feeling like I've already achieved it. How do I know this? Like it was actually through the sport of wrestling. I grew up, I did it for like 15 years. My coach said, 
you know, how well do you want to do this year? And I said, oh, grade 10, I'm, I want to make it to the national championships. I want to make it into the finals. Sure enough, I was saying to myself, I'm going to make it into the finals. I'm going to make it in the finals. Uh, nervous as could be, I wrestled. Uh, but that was my mantra. And then I'm, national championships, I got into the finals. And so I achieved the goal. But the cool thing was is that the next day I was going for the gold medal. And the person that I was going for the gold medal with, I'd beaten before. So I'm like, I got this. I get on the mat, the whistle blows, and I lost. And I was devastated because I was like, I could have won that. And Glenn said to me, he says, well, do you know what happened, right? I said, no, you're the coach. You tell me. He says, what did you focus upon all year long? Getting into the finals. Right. I never even thought about winning. Wow. Okay. So I was there every day. And uh, I remember seeing that in the newspaper years ago when you won that 25 year old beats 85 year old in final. And right, that, that was you weren't so... supposed to disclose the details. Yes. <laughs> it's an emotional day. So the real learning was that the next three years, yeah. it was like I was adamant. Like, you want to talk about that? Like, okay, that, that feeling can drive you to propel you forward, or you can just give up from uh -huh. it, right? Yeah. It's a choice. And so my decision was to get the gold. And so for the next three years, I was national champion. And I wasn't the greatest wrestler. I mean, I had the greatest team, like in Canada, we practiced with, like that was the team I was with, one of the greatest coaches. So I was very blessed to have, be surrounded in that environment. Yet as an athlete, guys looked at me and they're like, you're a wrestler? <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, I just yeah. did not have the, but I worked out, I learned the technique. And most yeah. importantly, like I had this mindset that I needed to do that. And I visualized as if I achieved it. So much, in fact, like my math mark, I pretty much failed <laughs> because I'd be sitting and I'd viscerally be visualizing as if I've achieved it. Lovely. Um, I interviewed a couple Olympic uh, gold medalists since that time, and it was interesting because they would say, you know, I, 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 could, I could feel myself going through the training runs and like uh, Laurie Munzer, who's a double gold medalist in, in, uh, in Canada, and, and she said, I, could, I don't remember how long I did it for, trance or hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. But I knew it was until it was spot on. Mm -hmm. I said, what does spot on mean? She goes, I could feel it. So feeling is the secret. You get into that vibrational state. And this is where I'm going to get all metaphysical on you. Metaphysical, beyond the physical. There's an invisible force, whatever you want to call that, that when we put a thought to that, we start to form out of the formless into what we want. Whether it's the gold medal in wrestling, whether it's being on that stage, Carnegie Hall, whatever it is. That's it. It first starts in our mind and then it becomes part of who we are because we're creating it. We're right. literally creating it out of our thoughts into our feelings. Feelings propel us to follow through or not. So I get really adamant about that because I just like, you know, if you can do a little bit of time of say five minutes a day, just visualizing as if you've achieved it. Challenge for some people that are like, well, I'm not a great visualizer. I'm like, well then do this picture, imagine, pretend. Everybody can pretend. Yeah. So I say that on stage a lot, those three words, picture, imagine, pretend. Because as kids, we can always pretend. What is it pretend? Pretend yeah. as if you're the greatest mu musician in the world. Pretend as if you're, you know, doing your best right now. Pretend as if you got this. And if you feel it, like right now, I'm actually imagining myself on a big stage in Vegas performing to 25. And I, you notice that my state yeah, for sure. changes, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I can do it with open eyes. People tend to be able to focus their mind a little better when they close their eyes and they, because there's less distraction. So they stay right. in their imagination. So ultimately when I'm doing my show or my presentation, 
the reason I get people to close their eyes is so they're not distracted and they can quiet their mind and they can let go of the clutter, those negative thoughts. I love that pic- picture, imagine, pretend, because it, uh, PIP, P-I-P, yes, P-I-P. In, in, in AV world, <laughs> in the AV world, it means picture in picture, right? There you go. So if you look at an AV screen, you laugh, Chris, yeah. you laugh what you like, it's, but you, when you get a computer, you'll understand. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I'm close. The bottom I'm right really of the corner, that's your that. PIP, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, pip. What you, that's what you're doing. You're actually creating a picture in yes. your picture of, yeah. of your life. Yeah. And See, you, not so funny now, Chris Andrew. Huh? Now it's got some depth to yeah. it. <laughs> and now if we even take it uh, into a little bit more detail, some people were like, well, I can't get the feel. I'm like, well, yeah. just pretend. Uh, sometimes yeah. when they when they imagine themselves, they see themselves like at a distance doing it. What if you jumped into yourself and you your old eye? So they, mm-hmm. like then you got these modalities of how are you using your imagination? Um, and and the opposite would be like somebody that has a fear, like say a fear uh, or a phobia of spiders. Oh, yeah. I know that they have an amazing right they have an amazing imagination. Why do I know that? Because they're blowing up the sounds or the sights in their mind without even having a. F- uh, an actual spider here. I just hate them. Yeah. I just see, yeah, I can t- see. You yeah. Guys let's not, can we, can we not talk about yeah. spiders yeah. now? Okay. Translate that to blowing up your goals, to nah. blowing up your, your, your heartfelt desires. And then, you know, it's, it's like, there's two sides to the coin always, right? The negative, the positive. And it's always a choice of what you focus upon. Okay. Here's, here's an example of something I focus on positive and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And it involves you. Okay. So Wayne and I had this, we were at the school bus convention and was it, I think Banff or right. yeah, something yeah, yeah. A, a year ago, just after COVID. So the first time people are out seeing themselves, I did a name that tune thing the night before the next day, I get to do a keynote talk on this, on this talk I've got. And it's at the Banff Springs. I've got the whole, the whole theater's booked out for me. I go to see your event early that day and his, your boardroom is sold out. Your ballroom is sold out. Everyone's having a great time and you, people are touching their hearts and imagining gold and all that stuff. And it was so good. I'm like, man, it's going to be great. This audience is just awesome. So I got down to the theater at 1230 getting set up and the sound guy came down, turned on some lights. One of the lights is kind of buzzing out. I'm like, this just feels weird. This, there was coffee cups. It was nasty. My wife and I are like, well, I'll get you some food and I'll come back down. So I'm eating some food on the stage and like, oh, I guess people should be here shortly. I guess 10 to, you know, you should people, people were in your thing like half an hour before. I can't wait for me. Whatever. Not that I'm bitter. So five, two, hmm, that's weird. Oh, you know, they'll probably just finishing lunch and just come right down. Right. At one minute two, there are five people in this theater that can hold 200 people in that little theater there. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe they just, you know, give them, few, oh, folks, just give you a minute. There's still a few folks coming. A few people were trickled in. Is this the talk with Matt? And I had seven people at the end, plus the event planner. At the end, I'm like, this is great. And just felt horrible. So I had imagined this great successful thing didn't turn out. So I changed my mindset though. I'm like, these people need to hear this too. And I said, folks, you know what? There's seven of you here. I've spoken to audience of 12, 13 people before. You don't scare me one bit. So they all just kind of laughed, played some music, got into it. And then I started talking about musical intonation therapy that we do with stroke patients sometimes where we sing notes, sing tunes to them to help them learn to recover their speech. And for some reason, this woman at the front got a little kind of, it could tell, it could put her off or something. At the end of the event, everybody left and she came up to me and I'm trying to smile, but inside I'm destroyed because no one's come to me, but everyone's come to the Wayne Lee show. <laughs> I'm so destroyed. My wife's there. So it happened in front of her too. And oh, it was brutal. The light's still buzzing out. And anyway, girl woman comes up to me in tears. She said, you know what? My dad just had a stroke a few weeks ago and we need some tools. Can you give me some things to help my dad kind of communicate? I'm like, oh, now I'm ignited again. And I realized, you know, what if this was just about her today? And my wife said to me, Matt, first time people are out of a, out of COVID, it's a nice day in Banff. Do you think they're going to go sit in a dark theater? Or do you think on their last afternoon, they're going to go hang out with each other downtown and have a great time? Mm. 
So why are you making this all about you? So this, that whole year was all about me. So, but what was that about? I, I tried to create a positive, hopeful thing and it didn't turn out. It turned out for one person. Oh, I is disagree. That, is that the way I had to look? I disagree. You disagree. How do you, yeah, because well, you Well, success making, in my mind was people rushing the yes, stage, business cards yeah. and money. And so you set yourself up for that when, did. when it... The reason that you're even telling this story is going to help somebody that's listening. It helped me to tell it too. And I get a chill thinking that that was perfect the way it played out. And you had this structure of how it needs to play out. Oh, yeah. I controlled it. And the fact that that played out like that, I get a chill just even by you telling me about the lady and how what you, mm. what you said. And as entertainers, we know this too, is that it's all, again, I go back to stage time. We need to go through all these scenarios. And there is a buffer of time and how you measure success Maybe the limiting thought you have. So I got a gift that day. You got a beautiful gift, and the people listening got a gift too. Oh, Wayne, I was so grumpy, Chris. I, we were walking around. Back, We've my talked wife and to I. about we were, that event in this podcast before I, I think too. So, yeah. yeah, but now so, I get to tell the guy who was there. There, that and I was grumpy. It. Went we went for pho, pho a Vietnamese yeah. soup, which I love. So that kind of helped me. I fell asleep. I didn't wake up till. Airdrie, my wife drove, and I woke up and went, okay, I'm fine, but I was yeah. a grumpy little bear leaving yeah. Bath that day. But again, what am I thinking? Think about the thoughts what that you were thinking, thinking yeah. in that time period, right? And now we're here talking about this, yeah. using it as a, as a beautiful experience to help others. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, reframe. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not to say that, oh, you know, having 200 people in the room wouldn't be a great thing and all that, yet maybe there was another plan for you. Right. And being open to that, right? Yeah. Like we've all had those, again, talking about the terrible off shows, and all, but maybe those were the greatest gifts for us to move forward. Right. And to okay. experience, because again, when you, when it comes down to it, like no matter what the circumstance or the situation is, how do we experience that situation? Is it with gratitude, love, um, joy, freedom, or isn't? And it's, you shouldn't be like the isn't, you shouldn't be the, like, it should be like, just feel it. Yeah. And then move forward and make a decision yeah. of where you want to go with this. Love yeah. that. Yeah, in the moment it stings, but being able to talk that through. I have another story is that um, seven years into my career, it was like, you know, going on the sidetrack. And, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm leaving teaching. I was a te- school teacher. And I, and I was like, uh, people said, well, if this doesn't work out, you can always go back to teaching. I didn't even have that in my mind because it was like, I just love this so much. I'm going to entertain, educate, and empower people with what I'm doing. So I went on the road. I wrote a letter that I'm going to be in Vegas seven years from now, have my own show. And sure enough, six years comes by and uh, I get this email. I mean, this is back in the early 2000s. So, you know, you don't see it as the digital landscape today. So they found me on the website, on my website, on the internet, and it was an investors group um, from Vegas. And they're like, we found you. We want to potentially take you to Vegas and have a show. And I was like, this is it. So I was excited. And sure enough, um, they flew me to Vegas. I had a sound guy at the time and my girlfriend, and they were going to put us up in a condo, pay for everything, and then have like here's your money. Don't have to worry about market. It was like the dream come true. This is what I envisioned. And it's a perfect segue to telling this because it's, it's a realization of my own life of how things we, we want it to work out a certain way and it doesn't, maybe there's something greater. Mm -hmm. So I get there and, and sure enough, it's like, this is, it's a smaller room, but this is where I'm going to start. And it's going to, it's going to grow. So go back to Edmonton and waiting for the date to go out again and, and kind of seal the deal. And just before that, 9-11 happens. Oh, oh wow. 
And so everything was a no-go. So they said, no, we're not going to do this. And as you know, that whole time period was a pretty tough time period for, for a sure. lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So it, for me, it was like devastated. I was shocked. It was just like even when I wrestled, when I didn't win the gold. So then it was like, well, what's next? And what is next? There's got to be something out there. It's a great question to ask. What is next? Um, it was to start developing more content and more material for the corporate market and educational stuff. And so that led me down the road of developing all of this stuff to the point where COVID hit. I was having the greatest year of bookings and then boom, and it yeah. all shut down. And it's a, it's a silver lining. It's a blessing in disguise, even though in the moment it's like, this is tough. Yeah, It gave me a push to create things that like these frameworks and all the things that we did with people and taking them through the program that probably wouldn't have done if mm -hmm. that didn't happen. So right. that catalyst of change, that catalyst of, you know, this is perfect. I'm going to deal with what emerges. So when you, when you even have that thought that this is unfolding exactly how it is divine, perfect timing, then at some level you'll look for it. Hmm. At some level, you look for it. Interesting, because you're right. I can say yeah. there was only seven people in the room. God, yeah. that's a that's a failure. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and if you believe that, yeah. you're actually hypnotized into believing that. Yeah. So we are our greatest hip hypnotist. Well, and that comes back what you told me. You were coaching some people years ago. We went out for that lunch. I don't know, eight, seven, six years ago, and that's what you said was you're hypnotized right now, and that's really what mm -hmm. you what I'm hearing today is that's what you mean that state of mind and to to choose a different one basically yeah. you're choosing a different way of and it's true and like when you came on on the podcast and you, the way you introduced it i'm like i don't even think i need to say anything that was better than i could have done like it was yeah, just yeah. it was just bang on it's like what we say through our words and the words that link up to our sentences they're either going to be hypnotic commands or yeah. hypnotic questions that are either going to empower us or disempower us so with, with that in mind, we're, we're getting close. We, we've had a great time today. It's been awesome. We'll, we'll wrap it up in about five or 10 minutes, but I want to, I want to move to a, a spot for students where, uh, cause I think it's probably the same in so many different performing arts, but before we just touch on what students can do, uh, as performers is there, and what we all can do as performers to, uh, sort of improve our chances on stage, get into a better mindset. What's one thing that a listener today could just to improve their day and how they approach their day with all of the potential challenges, I won't say negative, but all the potential challenges that will be thrown at them. What's one thing they could take away? What's a phrase, maybe something you already have already said, maybe it's weight or something like that. Is there, you know, what's coming to mind to right now is that you're already great. Look at how amazing you are and how far you've come. Play on that and and let your you know light shine. Right. I know it sounds a little trite, yet it really about a lot of people are looking like I got to be like that person or that person, and they're denying themselves the gift of their own brilliance. And so you're already great. N recognize that first, and now create what you want. Well, that's interesting. You say that, and you talked about some you know sort of the spiritual side of this earlier Chris but every Abrahamic religion uh, Judaism Islam and Christianity start with the book of Genesis and the, and the book uh, in that introduction God says let us make humankind in our own image and that's that's pretty startling if you take that to heart and go oh my goodness I'm made in the image of the divine of God of Allah whatever you're choosing to but if, just take that for a moment and think whoa if that's true I'm made in a divine image and with that type of creativity What's able to come out of me if I really let those obstacles fall away? What's, what's the worst that potential? Yeah, I think it's, I, I'd love to 
end on that inspirational note. Yeah. Uh, people have got enough tips, enough tools sure. there. Just recognize your own brilliance um, and magic. magic. I love magic. And, and my whole thing on magic is about creating something out of nothing. Yeah. Turning the invisible into the visible. And whatever people's religions are, their spiritual practice, I totally respect that. I just am a big believer that life is magic. I say that. Because <laughs> yeah, I believe it. It's, it's really true. Uh, but it's different things to different people. So here's magic. Okay. My amazing gift is creation. Love it. Nothing needs to be said after I'm that. I'm not saying anything. That's you said. Yeah. One more time. Say it one more time. My amazing gift is creation. Wow. Wayne Lee, this has been great. It's been you here today. Awesome. Really, just the the conversation. I could do this again. Maybe we'll we'll do this again. Yeah, there'll be a part two and a part three. Yeah. That's a hypnotic command. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm booking it already. But thank you so much. I mean, I feel lighter as it is, and and I, I, what I appreciate is the vulnerability and the honesty uh, here in this conversation. Chris, you sharing some stuff. We all just shared some stuff that we had to go through. Yeah, in it's our important. own lives. So, cool. It's been great. This has been Keys to Life with Matt Day and Chris Andrew and Wayne Lee. And uh, Wayne website people can check you out. Yeah, just WayneLee.com, and they can WayneLee.com. Then uh, go down the pipeline of all the platforms they want to check well, out. I feel calm after listening to WayneLee.com. So thanks, Wayne. And yeah, you can check out your check out videos and all that kind of stuff. Chris, any parting words on your? No, I think it's all been said. It was amazing. Magic. Yeah. It was magic. It was magic today. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Wayne.